This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there. Welcome once again to The Saturday Quiz. My name's John Leary, and as host of this podcast, it's my job to ask the 10 questions from the quiz in The Saturday Paper, and it's up to my guests to come up with the correct answers. The Logies are on this weekend, so joining me today are two people best known for their work on Logies winning television. One of them has just premiered the third season of Most Outstanding Factual or Documentary Program winner, War on Waste. And the other is the funniest thing on Best News Panel or Current Affairs Program winner, 730. Welcome to the show, Craig Rucastle and Mark Humphreys. Oh, thank you, Johnny. Good to be here. I think that's not fair to Sarah Ferguson or Laura Jingle. Yeah, but, I was, uh, was going to say, we, oh, do you claim that one, Mark? Uh, <laughs> I think by default, that's, that's always been my aim, is not to be on actual comedy shows, but be, to the fun, be the funniest thing on a show that is not known for comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Right? I seem to remember, I think I was at that Logie ceremony, and they said that 731, despite Mark, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys going to the Logies? Uh, I am going to the Logies. In yes. spirit. <laughs> Are you nominated again, Craig? Uh, no, I'm not nominated this year. I'm um, sorry. But Mark is um, a massive Logies fan. He absolutely loves the Logies. But there was a spare ticket hanging around, so I just said I'd take it just to spite him because he's not going. <laughs> <laughs> it's better it's better watching it on TV anyway, Mark. Is it? That's <laughs> <laughs> generous interpretation. Um yeah, no, I I've, I've, I've only I've only been once and I had I had a ruddy good time, but um yeah, no, I, I, I watch it religiously and um you know, it is that sort of, you know, love-hate relationship. But I always quote Wendy Harmer. She had the best quote about it, which was, yes, the Logies is shit television, but it's our shit television. Yes, um, it's good. <laughs> and I also predict, by like, can, can I put on the record, I predict that in the future, Mark Humphreys will one day host the Logies. Oh, yeah. Oh, bless you. I, I, I mean, I'm surprised that you haven't already. Yeah, and the reviews will say the Logies were a great success despite Mark Humphreys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but he's our Mark Humphreys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. When we were thinking shit television, who could we get? <laughs> now, as you might recall on this podcast, I ask my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? Mark, Mark has an entire TikTok channel by, based on obscure pieces of knowledge, so you go first, Mark. That's true. Well, yes, I mean, I do have one which I recently discovered and I put up on, on TikTok, which is that... Uh, 
This is so lame. Um, it's, um, but, uh, what, what's lame uh, uh, about a, a middle-aged man talking about his TikTok, his trivia TikTok channel? <laughs> I just realised I am middle-aged. Um, the, uh, this is how I found out. Sorry. Uh, that's all right. Yeah. No, I made a video recently, which, which some people uh, liked, uh, which was uh, observing that uh, so seize the day, the phrase that uh, Robin Williams uses in um, uh, Dead Poet Society, one of those sort of iconic moments where he says, you know, carpe diem, seize the day. I realized that that phrase or a variation of it appears in three other Robin Williams movies. Prior to Dead Poet Society, he was also in a movie called Seize the Day, in which he said, no. seize the day. Um, a couple of years after Dead Poet Society, he, he was in Hook, and right at the end of that film, Toodles gets uh, sort of pixie dust poured on him. He starts flying. He flies out the window and he calls out to Robin Williams, seize the day. And then in Mrs. Doubtfire, a couple of years after that, this is so fascinating. Um, in the dinner table scene, Mrs. Doubtfire's teeth or false teeth fall into a wine glass and she tries to get them out with her cutlery. And she says, carpe dentum, seize the teeth. So it's, you Very know, good. it's this recurring thing. So there you go. That's wow. Good. Okay. Do you know, Mark, that <laughs> Don, Don, I, you said, sorry, go quiet. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's just getting across it, okay, Mark? It'll take him a while. <laughs> I'm just taking think, it in. Yeah, I don't think I've, I've seen someone react to trivia with that amount of pity before, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I really enjoyed that. I, I like that a lot. Do you know, I've, I've I'm, a weird I'm, Carpe Diem story, Mark, which is not, oh. is that just. When Dead Poet Society obviously was going out, you know, I was like young, you know, a teenager or whatever, early teens. And I said carpe diem once because I was I was learning to skateboard and I was standing on a half pipe and staring down and incredibly scared, shitting myself. <laughs> and I actually said carpe diem and dropped into it. <laughs> and, yeah, that was, that was yeah, so wow. inspired by Robin Williams. I didn't know the backstory, of course, you know, of that. That's a, it's, it's usually like skate yeah. or die. Yeah, no, the, carpe uh, diem, which, which, is, know, which carpe shows, diem. A, that I, I was a bit of a nerd, and it shows also, B, why I never dropped into a half pipe again, because <laughs> I'd run out of Latin terms to inspire me. That's it, died doing what he loved, speaking Latin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm re- I'm stunned by the the revelation that Robin Williams was in a movie called Seize the Day. Yes, that's right. Before, I know. Um, Isn't that wild? That's bonkers. There was one response which really shat me. Someone was like, um, "Oh, did you know that he also said Good Morning in other films other than Good Morning?" Bit. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! That's it's good. not the same. It's by the not way, the guys. Same. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, what you've just learned is a very important thing, which is that Mark reads the responses and gets annoyed by them. <laughs> now, I'm not in any way suggesting that you use this information against him, but I'm just saying that information was just let go on this podcast. Brilliant. Uh, what about you, Craig? Do you have a favourite piece of trivia? Look, I, I, I have a piece of trivia that, that I like because when I was in primary school, we went in a local, like a competition, like a trivia comp type thing as a school. And this piece of trivia that we got right won us all these watches, these kind of like humorously kind of designer golden watches, which were given to like year six children. Of course, we, we were like, what do we do with these? For, uh... <laughs> like, yeah, like cheap Rolexes. But it was the question was, <laughs> what is the smallest country in the world? And we got it right with the Vatican City. 
And of course, I went on later in life oh. to be arrested in the Vatican City, flying a blimp over the Vatican City. So I, I was just like the Vatican City. Wow. Well, can we take a sidebar? What was it like getting arrested in Vatican City? It was were quite you a, arrested in Vatican or in well, Rome? Well, actually, we were technically, I think. And, we and of all the people on. at the Vatican who should be arrested. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, flying a blimp does not seem like. No, we were flying a blimp over the Vatican. And um, I think we're technically we were standing on the Italian side, so we got arrested by the Italian police. But we had been warned prior to this that because the Vatican was its own country, which is the trivia from my childhood, that it was a cross-border issue so that it could become... <laughs> You know, a kind international, of international law, law. issue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. And you get up in the court and you say, <clears throat> Carpe diem. Diem, uh, yes, exactly. That's all I, well, that's yeah, all I, I, I guess yeah. a lot of their court proceedings would be run in Latin, possibly. Okay. So maybe yeah. you do okay there. It's interesting. Uh, the, the, the scariest part of being arrested by the Italian police was actually turned out to be when they drove us between one jail and another. The guy who drove just drove so fast down cobblestone streets. Like, they just put on their lights and drive at 150 kilometres an hour through the middle of Rome on the presumption that people will just stop. It was the f- most oh frightening God. night. It was unbelievable. I nearly felt I was going to die 50 times. Yeah. But in terms of the legal yeah. peril, like, were you – it sounds like you kind of just made peace with the idea that you would get in, in trouble to some extent, but, like, was there any – fear of how far it could go in terms of a punishment? There was a bit of fear of that. I can't remember, actually. We must have thought we could possibly get away with it. Otherwise, I presume we wouldn't have done it. <laughs> like, we had some we had some stunts planned for China, which we definitely ruled out after having discussion with a few people. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, there you go. That's wow. my truth. It's very boring, cool. in fact. No, it's not. That is not boring at all. Do, no, do no, not say, say that, that that's boring. Piece of trivia itself is is quite it's, boring. Yeah, it's a good story sure. around a terrible piece of trivia. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> unlike Marx, which is great piece of trivia, boring as well. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's. We're not going to do the quiz, mate. Sorry, we're not. Really <laughs> I, know. I don't want to do the quiz, uh, but let's do it. Here we go. Question number one. In which city, according to a song released in 1962, did Tony Bennett leave his heart? We buzz in. Yeah, but... Well, yeah. You, well I, I mean, we, you're on the same team. You're, well, yeah. you're, oh, we're, we're doing it as a team. Like, we yeah, started, that's right. I'll I say the you, first half and you can say the second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I believe he left his heart in Sam. York. No, I'm kidding. San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I left my heart in New Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco is the correct answer. Can you uh, can you hum us a few bars, Mark? Um, actually, I can't. Um, I've seen. I saw Tony Bennett live, and I'm trying to remember. He. Um, this would have been an encore, I reckon. Yeah. No, I can't. I'm. I'm sorry, Craig. Over oh. to you. <laughs> You, you know the uh, rule. Over to you, Craig. I don't sing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all no, right. we can, well, we no can, singing. We, yeah, we can give you I Go to Rio or uh, <laughs> New York, New York. Um, but, just but not any other, but, any other city, just not San Francisco. <laughs> just not San Francisco. Yeah. Wow. Well, it, it is the only notable song written by duo George Corey with lyrics by Douglas Cross. But its success was such that it provided them with an income for life. 
1968, it was chosen as the official song of San Francisco. <laughs> It'd be amazing if it was chosen by a different city. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'd be great for LA that to do that spite. Uh, well done. Uh, Tony Bennett, of course, died. Oh, gosh, I should have. Oh, uh, spoiler. In front of me. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, if he left his heart in uh, San Francisco in 1962, it'd be. He did pretty well. You know, he did time. very well yeah, without it. Well. <laughs> Is that, exactly. that too macabre? Is it too soon, uh, maybe? No, no, no. All right, question number two. Is paludophobia an irrational fear of. Or do uh, I've got multiple choice here, but do either of you know what paladophobia? P e l a d o phobia, an irrational fear of. Mm, oh, wow. I see. My only, yeah. Let's go back to our Latin. I only know carpe <laughs> diem. This is not helping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Pellet. No. All no, right. No, is it A bald people? B bicycles. Or see the ocean. Bald, bald people is is speaking to me, but um, <laughs> uh, I think it's bald people are speaking to you. Yes, <laughs> often, um, not bicycles, definitely not bicycles. But should we go yeah, bald or should ocean? What are you thinking, Craig? Let's go, let's go bald. Let's go bald. It is bald people. It All is right. an irrational fear of bald people. You're right to cut out bicycles. That is cyclophobia mm-hmm. is ah. the fear of bicycles. And the fear of ocean, of the ocean, is thalassophobia. Of course. Mm. Uh, yeah. We were going to so say. So Miranda that. Devine used to have cyclophobia. Remember she always used to write articles in the Daily Telegraph about how oh, bikes about are making, bike- you know, bikes are killing yeah. people. Bikes are making it possible for me to get to work. Bike lanes. It's it's all that yeah, that she, uh, yeah. What is the fear of bike lanes? My, uh, it'd be cyclo lanophobia, isn't it? It's cloverphobia, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that is also true. All right. Question number three: The stomachs of ruminants have how many compartments? Um, four. Yeah, four. Oh, I love the confidence. Wow, that's very Easy. good. Yeah, straight out. Do no, you know what the four compartments are called? That's going number to one, number two, number yeah. three, and yeah. I can't remember the last one. Yeah, Gary, Darren, <laughs> Gavin, and Merton. <laughs> they are called, in order, they are the rumen, reticulum, omussum, and abomussum. That's quite close. And they're not and, particularly you know, effective at dealing with grass, which is why we have so many emissions coming out of the cows. Although I was yeah, exactly right. Most of the emissions have come out as burps, not farts, which is always disappointing. Well, yeah, that's that's the thing. The the, the rumination room. or mm. what, whatever they do is they, they kind of burp it, belch it back up and have to re-chew it, which is pretty gross. Mm. I do remember when we did Five Planet A, we were looking at all the emissions that came from different foods. And it was extraordinary just how much more, you know, people were quite shocked because we'd kind of put tinned food in front of them and they go, oh, the manufacturing process, or we'd put imported food and all oh, the coming across the ocean, that'll make it higher. But essentially beef and lamb, because of the ruminants, was so much higher. So if you have like a kilo or a hundred grams of beef compared to like a 
100 grams of chicken or 100 grams of legumes or something. Beef is just massively high because of the methane that they belch and methane is wow. extremely potent greenhouse gas. So it is a huge problem. It, it, I mean, the, the interesting solution that Australia is looking at and the CSIRO has been very active on is the asparagopsis seaweed, which, you know, if they eat a tiny bit of it each day, cuts out an enormous amount of the emissions, like over 90%. So it seems like a great solution, but of course it means you've, you've got to get this tiny bit of seaweed to a cow each day, and that's a difficult thing. Right? Yeah, then they're not known for their swimming, really. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. well, that's the one thing. Yes, <laughs> that's the way to solve it. We just keep our cows in the sea. Uh, yeah. yeah, start but, eating more dugong. I think that's the uh, yeah, that's, that's right. the key. Maybe that's the solution. Yeah. yeah. If whales are going to come onto land as they seem to enjoy doing, then we've got to get, throw some cows in the ocean. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, good. All right, question number four. Which tech company makes the Galaxy brand of smartphones? You know, with Samsung. Yes, Samsung. Samsung. I've got I've got nothing uh, kind of interesting. Move to, on, uh, question to four. To that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, question five is next. Oh, okay. Although I did buy, I did counting. just buy a Samsung vacuum cleaner. Oh, really? And, okay. uh, and it's uh, fantastic. It's changed my life. A lot of sponsored content on this podcast. <laughs> I wish it was sponsored. That would be fantastic, but it's not. Uh, yes, Samsung make the Galaxy. Uh, very well done. Question number five. A NATO summit was recently held in Vilnius, the capital of which country? Oh, Ooh, this is this is <laughs> pulled you up. I did not I'm expect terrible. this one. No, to, I'm uh, terrible at capitals. Vilnius. I'm terrible with capitals. So, Mark, let's go through this. <clears throat> Vilnius. Where was the last NATO? Wasn't this the NATO conference to discuss whether or not was it Sweden's entry? Finland or, or no, Finland? Well, yeah, you, you, I mean, you're close. Finland actually became a member earlier this year in, I think, April. And Sweden's going to become a member, is it? Because, and, and because yeah, Turkey, was objecting, Turkey, and, Turkey was objecting to Sweden's entry. Yeah, you're right. Turkey and Hungary. House terrorists or people that hate Turks. Right. But Vilnius, where the hell is Vilnius? Like, How many countries can there be left? <laughs> <laughs> so what's... Do you know how many um, how many countries are in NATO? Hey, you can't have sub trivia questions here. We're well, struggling yeah, with no, this yeah. one. Of course, I can. Why don't you ask a harder Th- one? This will get this will get you there. <laughs> so there are there are thirty one member countries. Oh, okay, so we'll just go through all of those and name their capitals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go alphabetically through them for me. God, I'm, and I'm, you've got, I'm just happy that uh, what Mark doesn't know as well. That's the best part. Because yeah, Mark ending. is the winner of Celebrity Mastermind. So if he doesn't yes. know. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. But your, your specialty topic was not capitals of NATO countries. No, no, it was, it was actually. It was, Surprisingly. It was, it was the, again, it was, the, it was musicals. It was the musicals of Stephen Sondheim. So I don't think <laughs> yeah, right. it came up in uh, – West Side Story, but um, I, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. So 
Jets and the Sharks. Not, I don't think. Do we, I what's understand. what's Finland's capital? Is is, is Vilnius? No, Finland? it's not not Finland. It is, it is not Finland. If we just if we just say a bunch of but you sort of yeah yeah you can say all the all the que- so it's not not but, Norway. It's not. Sweden. But it is kind of up there. Is it one of the? Le- is it one uh, of like, the is it like former... I, no not Iceland um Netherlands uh the um, what's is it is it one of the former um Soviet bloc countries. Um, I'm gonna say yes. Is it Latvia? No, it's the next one alphabetically. Lithuania. Lithuania is the the Uh, correct answer. There must be people. (laughs) That must have been torture for a lot of listeners. Yeah, yeah. Just going. Julius is in Lithuania. Yeah, (laughs) everyone knows that. Oh dear. I mean, yes. Well done. Yeah, but sure. Uh, Yeah, that was really. It's good for being people to be able to watch the lack of thought process. Yeah, <laughs> I must say, I must say, the words that come to mind after that <laughs> thought process are not well done. But I appreciate the. <laughs> well, you, you know, eventually, yeah, exactly. I don't think you said any like ridiculous ones. No, sure. you know, <laughs> you, you didn't go like, oh, is it France or I anything think, like that? I think it was you ridiculous know. to say former Soviet because I don't think Latvia is a member of NATO anyway. So I think they are not, they're all not members. No, Latvia is. Latvia is, a is, a, is also a member. They became members in the same year, 2004, Latvia. Yeah, interesting that Latvia is a member and Sweden isn't. Well, anyway. yeah, see, that's, it's the whole thing where if someone doesn't like you, they can, they can – if someone already in the group doesn't like you, mm. they can say, no, you're not coming in. Yep, yep. But, yeah, I, I'm giving that to you. Bless you. Anyway, we <laughs> have to take a quick little break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Mark Humphreys and Craig Rucastle, and we are up to... Question number six. Mm. And apologies that all of the ads, apologies that all of the ads were about Samsung vacuum cleaners in that break. (laughs) Possibly. Hopefully. Samsung, if you're listening. (laughs) Question number six. During full and new moons, are average tidal ranges slightly larger or slightly smaller? I mean, you want to say larger, but I feel like that's too, I feel that's too obvious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so during um, during tidal moons, what the, is the average? Are uh, average tidal ranges slightly larger or slightly smaller? I'm just I'm drawn to smaller. I just I just I'm drawn to smaller. Should we go? Let's go with smaller. So, let's do it. Let's, let's do it, go. Mark. No, it's larger. It's one of those Gah! questions Gah! where the obvious answer is right. <laughs> yeah, well, it is the obvious one. Bastard. I mean, I uh, do. Either of you understand how the the moon, yes, go, well, Craig. The, you know, the clearly not. The, mo- the moon would pull it towards it, and yes, I've been. I've actually been looking at tides recently because I've started kayaking at night time, and oh. it's pitch black. 
And if it becomes low tide, it's extremely frightening. <laughs> so, <laughs> for the wow. first time ever, I'm like Googling tides. So, yeah, I should have known that. How funny. Anyway. See, it, it confuses me because I, I guess because I don't actually know what essentially causes a full moon. I thought I did, but I don't. It's where the moon is in relation to the sun and the earth at the time. Yeah, see. But look, <laughs> here we go. I'm, I don't know. Let's not let's not I, make the, let's not make think... the listeners dumber, guys. Let's just leave it. <laughs> Doctor Carl's got nothing on this show. Thank God. <laughs> I, I really should know more about that. I, I feel like I should know. <laughs> to be fair, I, the moon. I, I, to be fair, I don't know why I'm saying anything given we just got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're the smart ones, right? <laughs> Apparently. All right. Let's see if we can get back on the horse on this one. Question number seven: True or false? 50-50. Well, I suppose the last one was 50-50 as well, and you still screwed that up. All right. <laughs> True or false, the United States vice president lives on the grounds of the White House. Oh, how interesting. Mm. How yeah, is your American politics knowledge? I mean, I feel like we would have heard about it if Mike Pence had been, yeah. like, Donald Trump's housemate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a sitcom, right? Yeah. I I, I feel like I don't know where the vice president no. lives. I also think yes, that I've it's interesting. No. Yeah, I'm going to say no. I mean, I, I have, by the way, almost been arrested at a former vice president's house. Oh, at their at the other At their actual residence, their... yes. Cheney. Wow, Cheney? which vice president? Cheney? Right. Dick Cheney. Um, I dressed up as Barney the Dinosaur. Do you remember that the, when Dick Cheney was in charge, he used, they used to use Barney the Dinosaur's music to torture people in Iraq? Oh. So I dressed up as Barney the Dinosaur and took a gigantic um, speaker to Dick Cheney's house and we played it extremely loud there. Wow. <laughs> and the FBI turned up and, um, <laughs> tr- yeah, <clears throat> we're actually lovely people but – did then follow us back to our hotel rooms and go through everything we had to check what we had. <clears throat> but the great thing was is that James Edwards, our editor, was back at the hotel. So we got a message to him to take all of the props, which included Osama bin Laden costumes, back into an, his room so that when the FBI wow. ex- explored our rooms, they didn't find most of the things we had. Oh, my God. Look at you. Like, yeah, See, sucks this- to you, FBI. This yeah. is why Craig didn't know the Lithuania answer because it's the only country in which he hasn't been arrested. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, need, you need to make a trip to Vilnius and so, uh, do some <laughs> questionable activity. So we're going to say no, they, don't, they do not live on the – I think we're going to say no, aren't we? Uh, say no, that yeah. is correct. It is false. They do not live on the grounds of the White House. I mean, I've got a follow-up question for you, but you've both told me that you don't know where the vice president, the vice president's official uh, residence is. Let me mm. tell you, it is number one observatory mm. circle. Now you're giving out the address. This is going to be pulled off air by the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> it's often referred to as the Naval Observatory and is the official residence of the Vice President of the United States. In 1974, so up until the 70s, the Vice Presidents would just live in their own house and they would be, you know, they'd get their Secret Service detail or or whatever. Uh, But it became very expensive to secure the Vice President's houses. 
So Congress authorised the transformation of the Naval Observatory uh, to an official residence for the Vice President. So Good there you him. go. So a- every VP since then has, has lived right. there. So if you're planning an insurrection, that's one... Uh, <laughs> one observatory, observatory circle. Bring your noose. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. <laughs> uh, brilliant. All right. Question number eight. Including Ariane Titmus's 400 metres freestyle world record, how many gold medals did Australian swimmers win on the opening night in the pool at the 2023 World Aquatics Championships in Fukuoka? Is this the current one that's on? The one that's on just didn't, right now. Didn't somebody just beat Ariane Titmus's world record or somebody last night in a different race? Or was that not oh. Titmus? I thought it was because Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm only asking you about day one. Well, I'm going to defer to Mark as yeah. a big sporting fan. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. I was about to, I was about to say I, my swimming knowledge checked out about the time of the retirement of Kieran Perkins. So um, <laughs> I think that's not the answer. Um, <laughs> it's not the answer. So <laughs> what I'm looking gold for medals? is going to be a number. <laughs> so was it how many num- how many gold medals? That's oh, right. How many four? gold medals did we win on the first day? Okay, now now here's something to consider, Craig. Yes. Theoretically, I don't know how long this championship goes for, but theoretically the first day is largely preliminary finals. You would not have many, I'm guessing, oh, on the first no. day. No, it's not a trick question. There was... <laughs> There were gold medals won. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I'm just saying, like the number I imagine might be smaller because. Oh, yes, sure, the, sure, sure. Should we finals. say two then? Yeah, let's say two. It. Let me tell you this. It is the best day. It, right, it is eight. the most. Uh, so I said four initially. <laughs> Did you say four, Craig? I said four initially. Was I right? Then? Well, you are correct. <laughs> so that's it's frustrating because what I've done is I've guessed correctly and then Mark has spoken and I've <laughs> changed my guess. Mark just makes me dumber on this podcast. <laughs> Since the World Championships began in 1973, Australia has never claimed four gold medals on the same day. So four golds out of a possible five for Team Australia on day one, winning both of the women's and men's four by 100 freestyle relays. And and the women broke their own world record in in that swim. Plus 19-year-old Sam Short won uh, his first world title in the men's 400-metre freestyle. And Ariane Titmus won the women's 400-metre freestyle in a new world record of 3 minutes, 55.38 seconds. Well done. Yes, please. Congratulations, Dad. (laughs) Question number nine. What is the national flower of Australia? A national flower? Mm -hmm. Mm State-based. Uh, yes, yeah, state. Oh, state you can is go through the states. New South Wales. New South Wales is, is Waratah. So, correct. So, wattle. Wattle is. Wattle? Yeah. Yeah. It's the golden yeah. wattle. Oh, there we go. Well done. Very there well we done. What, it was. What do we think of next? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it was unofficially accepted as the national floral emblem to mark federation in 1901. It's got quite a long history as mm. being a, a floral emblem. In 1912, the Prime Minister, Andrew Fisher, suggested that the wattle be included as a decoration surrounding the Commonwealth Coat of Arms 
Do you know when National Wattle Day is? Uh, Johnny, I'm going well, to pass again to the wattle expert Mark Humphreys on this one. Sure. Yeah, exactly. I feel like there's been less debate about changing the date of National Wattle Day. So that's what it's hard to remember. <laughs> um, See, this, this is what I'm getting at. I think we should maybe embrace National Wattle Day yeah. as our uh, no, new sure. national day. Yeah. All right. I'll just arbitrarily say... Um, well, you know, because the question came up, so uh, for argument's sake, let's, you know, is it 20, 29th of July? It is not the 29th of July. Oh. It is the 1st of September, of course. Oh, okay. Well, that's close. <laughs> Which I think, does that make it spring? Yes, it's spring. Uh, yes, it's spring. First day of spring. Yeah. So there you go. First day of spring is National Wattle Day. And from now on, that's going to be the uh, the day that I will be celebrating the Great. the nation that is Australia. So you're coming up with it. You're going to celebrate the day that you know the white prime minister of federation came up with a new plan. Okay, that's good. That seems to have solved the problem. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, I mean, when you put it like that, uh, sure. And we are up to our final question. Question number ten. What, starting with T, was the code name for the first atomic bomb test? And there's bonus points for naming who directs the film Oppenheimer and who plays the title character. Okay, well, the last two I, I'm, I'm okay with. So, yes. Shall we, knock, shall we knock those out? Yeah, get those, just knock those off. All right, so Christopher Nolan is the yeah. director and Killian Murphy was, plays uh, Oppenheimer. Correct. Um, now, T. Oh, yes. This is going to be the ones, one of these ones you kick yourself up with. It wasn't the Memphis Bell. Um, the, uh, <laughs> it wasn't the Enola Gay. What's, okay, T, T. <laughs> well, there was a um, test for it, wasn't it? It was a test name. Yeah, this, this was the, the very first test. <laughs> Which, like, what, what do you reckon, Mark? Test one? <laughs> that starts with T. <laughs> Is it is it one of those things where it's like some woman's name, like Marge or something? But like, no, no, uh, uh, incorrect. Okay, it's not a woman's name. Um, I'll get. I'll give you a clue or kind of a clue. Uh, this is a quote from Oppenheimer. Why I chose the name is not clear, but I know what thoughts were in my mind. There is a poem of John Donne written just before his death, which I know and love. He then quoted the sonnet, Hymn to God, my God, in my sickness, about a man unafraid to die because he believed in resurrection. Gosh. So <laughs> okay. it, it well, gets you know, a little... What, what you've uh, achieved there is quite good. Is what you've done is you haven't helped us get the answer, but you've made us look dumber. <laughs> by not that's, getting yeah, the answer now. That's my job. <laughs> All right. Is there a word associated with, with yeah, resurrection... Or, um, well, look, I, I will I'll nudge you towards uh, the Christian religion, mm. Christian mm. faith, and it's a it's a word well synonymous with with a, a part of the Christian faith. Okay, so uh... particularly Catholicism. <laughs> so go go um, back in your mind to the Vatican, to the the jail yes, yes. in the Vatican. Yes. Did either of you go to just, Catholic school? No, no, public. We both we're both public school boys. This is why. You, this is what you miss out on when you don't get a Catholic education. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what would a Jewish guy? What Catholic <laughs> word would a Jewish guy call a bomb to kill everyone? 
I don't know. I can't. I'm just. This I'm, is, I mean, I, I feel tea, like I've tea. given you some pretty. Good You've given very good. We're going to be kicking yeah, it very hard. Yeah, we we are we are heathens though. So it's yeah uh, yeah yeah. I'm just I'm just reading through the poem right now just to see if there's did it rhyme anything there. <laughs> Come on, Mark. Let's think about Catholicism. You've got yeah. The what are the, what are they big into in in Catholicism? Guilt. He should have yeah. called it guilt. Uh, it should have been called guilt. the guilt, which which would have been a great name for it. Uh, um, the, 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 oh, the Trinity. Tr- Trinity? Trinity is the right answer. <laughs> well, Very yeah. well done. There we go. Yeah. The world's first nuclear explosion occurred on July 16, 1945, when a plutonium implosion device was tested at a site located 210 miles south of Los Alamos, New Mexico. And yeah, the code name for the test was Trinity. And what is it and where does that come the poem? Where is the poem? Yeah, the the poem Does it mention the Trinity? It doesn't actually say Trinity. That's weird then. Which, I mean that was a that is, less good, it is weird, that was isn't a it? less good clue then, I gotta say, <laughs> Well, yeah. Hymn to God, my God in my sickness by John Oh, Dunn. the Holy Trinity is meant to be represented in that. Yeah, maybe. So in his purple wrapped, receive me, Lord, by these thorns give me his other crown, and as to others' souls I preached thy word, be this my neck, my text, my sermon to mine own, therefore that he may rise, raise, the Lord throws down. Yeah, no, not really. Amen. The Lord throws down is pretty... That's how the poem finishes, yeah. and that's pretty. Uh, I think a, a biblical epic called "The Lord Throws Down" would do very, very well, <laughs> featuring John Cena as the Lord. <laughs> I think that's a Netflix series waiting to happen. Yeah, right? yeah that's right. <laughs> well, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for doing the quiz. Thank you. Uh, we started strong. Started anyway. strong and maybe maybe dwindled a little toward the end, but it's okay. We're, Luckily, we're okay. We, we got there. Luckily, we crapped on so much at the beginning. I'm thinking that probably people won't make it to the end of the podcast, so that's probably good. <laughs> Possibly not. Now, the War on Waste is on ABC Television on Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights, eight thirty, and on iView. And Mark Humphreys, where can people find you on your uh, TikTok channel? Yeah, sure. That's the Mark Humphreys on TikTok. <laughs> but speaking of, speaking of War on, uh, the War on twenty twenty three annual comedy gala pre-sale is currently on so come see charles firth james schleppel from the shovel gabby bolt and myself will be touring uh, a city near you unless the city near you is darwin um <laughs> <laughs> other than that we've pretty much got you covered excellent well thank you gentlemen uh have wonderful days good luck at the logies <laughs> Thank you, Wish me luck at home watching <laughs> watching yeah. Craig eating at the Logies. <laughs> we, uh, I'll be doing the Logies, by the way. I'll be doing the red carpet in a very gigantic plastic dress. Uh, the sad thing is Mark will also be wearing something like that just at home on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks, guys. See you next Thank time. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See you, bro. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Saturday Quiz. Thank you to my guests this week, Mark Humphreys and Craig Rucastle. Thank you to all of you who have given to the show recently, especially my number one fan, Graham. Honestly, I'm overwhelmed by your generosity. 
Thanks to Cindy McDonald for the questions each week. I record this podcast on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I acknowledge their traditions of sharing stories and knowledge for millennia on this land and pay my respects to their elders past and present. My name's John Leary and I'll have more questions for you same time next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.